Hello and welcome to the Managing Uncertainty Podcast. This is Brian Strauser, Principal and Chief Executive at BrightPath. And in this episode, I want to talk about our new ultimate guide to crisis management. As I did previously in an episode where I talked about our ultimate guide to business continuity, we earlier this year created an article that we think explains everything that you need to know about crisis management. In this article, we explain what it is, why it's important for your organization, how to prepare for a crisis, how to respond when a crisis happens, how to recover and learn from a crisis after it's over. We also provide some perspective on where to learn more about crisis management. As I did in our episode about the ultimate guide to business continuity, I'm just going to read from a couple sections of the ultimate guide. I want to explain our view of what is crisis management, and I want to explain what I view as the value of a good business continuity and crisis management program, and then what we think effective crisis management looks like, and then we'll kind of uh, stop there and I'll talk just a little bit about the rest of the article. What is crisis management? Well, we see a basic definition of crisis management is it is that it defines the way an organization handles negative events, things that might potentially disrupt or harm the organization. A crisis could impact the organization itself, your employees, the stakeholders of your company, or the public itself. Threats to your organization can come from all angles. It can involve a product recall, a natural disaster, a terrorism threat or action, a data breach, or a ransomware attack. The crisis could be because of a technology outage or a data breach, corporate misconduct, violence in the workplace, corporate misconduct, or even a deliberate reputation management campaign aimed at your company. Crises almost invariably cause damage to your organization. It's the extent of the damage that matters. Having a solid crisis management program, including a crisis management framework and plan, can help your organization respond quickly, ensure the safety of your team, mitigate damage, and get your operations back up and running quickly. Crisis management to us is the process of ensuring that your organization is prepared for a potential disruption, that you have a process in place to collaborate and communicate during a critical moment, and that you have a defined, documented process to manage short and long-term recovery. Finally, you have a defined process that to capture lessons learned from the crisis and then use those lessons to improve your preparedness for the next disruption. At the end of the day, the goal of crisis management is to have a system in place that effectively addresses the coordinated response resources, communication requirements before, during, and after that critical moment. How you accomplish those tasks will impact your organization's reputation and your long-term recovery. Successful crisis management, to me, begins with identifying the possible negative events and then creating a plan for response, for resources, communication, and recovery. The goal is to be effective in managing all aspects of the crisis to ensure the long-term success of your business. Now, crisis management is just one component, an important component, over an overall resilience strategy. Crisis management is important, but in our minds, it's just one part of that puzzle. We believe there are fundamental components that all of every business, all businesses should have in place if they want to make good on their overall resilience imperatives. According to ISO, the International Standards Organization, organizational resilience is the ability of an organization to absorb and adapt in a changing environment to enable it to deliver its objectives and to survive and prosper. But like a lot of the standard-based definitions, this leaves a lot to read between the lines. 
and BrightPath, we think about resilience as a group of capabilities that supports your organization's ability to solve big problems, continue operations, protect your assets, and most importantly, protect your people. On a practical level, we achieve this through basic blocking and tackling. We implement certain key components in a logical way to prevent, to plan for, to respond to, and recover from these disruptions. And that includes things like crisis management, business continuity, IT disaster recovery, enterprise risk management, information security, physical security or global security or corporate security, including travel, safety and security, intelligence, workplace violence prevention, crisis communications, and then kind of that catch-all of life safety and the emergency procedures. But how do you evacuate? How do you shelter in place? How do you deal with an active assailant? Implementing a full-blown resilience strategy from scratch is a tall challenge, and crisis management is just one component of that. Lastly, I want to talk about the value of good business continuity and crisis management. We always tell crisis management professionals that you should have a good, well-rehearsed elevator speech for explaining that value of your program to the broader organization. You want to be willing and prepared to take advantage of any opportunity to explain and advocate for your program. Here are some of the ways that we think about demonstrating that value. The first is that investing in crisis management demonstrates that you value your people. You will better protect human life and safety. You'll better position your team to respond more quickly, to recover, to protect, and recover your organizational assets before, during, and after a crisis. Your employees are the most important tool you have in that crisis management toolbox, and investing in their well-being and safety will pay big dividends during your next crisis. Crisis management protects your most important assets. When done right, your business continuity and crisis management program gives you a structured process for identifying your most important assets and then implementing a plan to hedge against the loss or damage to those assets. Having a good crisis management approach protects your reputation and it elevates you over your competition. There's the saying that it can take decades to build a reputation but minutes to destroy it, and this is true. So when the next heat wave shuts down the power grid, you don't want to be the hospital that's forever remembered because your patients died from heat stroke. An extreme example, but we're illustrating a point. Your program also helps your organization meet its compliance obligations. Now, you should not use this as the primary way to sell your program, but it is an important element that your best practices you're likely to follow for business continuity and crisis management often reflect the demands of your regulatory and compliance obligations. As a result, investing in your program is an indirect investment in helping you meet those obligations. In many instances, ensuring that operational continuity and a strong, effective response, it's an explicit regulatory imperative. PCI, high trust, ENAC, direct trust, all of these are just a few examples of those kind of compliance frameworks that you have to achieve. You have to meet an effective program helps you identify and mitigate risk. A strong business continuity and crisis management program is rooted in identifying and preparing for specific risks that inevitably helps your enterprise risk management team and other risk-focused teams in your organization on their mission about anticipating and avoiding those same risks. And your team and that team likely share many of the same stakeholders. So it's no surprise, companies whose risk management, business continuity, and crisis management programs are closely aligned, create enormous value for the organization. Lastly, very lastly, I wanna talk about what effective crisis management looks like. 
I've worked in this space uh, for almost 30 years, and I have seen all kinds of crisis management frameworks and crisis management plans. One of the things we've learned is there's a big gulf between an effective and an ineffective plan. We've seen a number of crisis management plans that stretch into 200, 300, 400 pages, and almost without fail, these plans are ineffective. Leaders need to recognize the difference between what looks good on paper and how crisis management planning fits into the big picture of their organization's resilience. Well-planned and facilitated exercises and the after-action process from those exercises and what you learn in actual crisis activations will help leaders understand how effective your program is and how effective it will be the next time around that you have to apply it. Here's a few things that we reference to look for to gauge the effectiveness of a crisis management process. First, we want to see a fast-moving, rapid response-oriented process. A fast process is one that involves damage control and mitigation, that the response cannot occur without a plan in place as well as qualified and dedicated people to carry out that plan. We want to see clearly defined roles and responsibilities. Your organization has subject matter and technical experts whose authority matches their responsibilities in reacting to a crisis. We want to see a knowledgeable, effective, and well-organized crisis management team that's ready to convene, react, and resolve that crisis quickly. That team needs to be led by a trained incident leader and assisted by a professional crisis management staff or consultant. And lastly, we expect to see a single source of truth, a single source of internal and authentic information that's published with regular updates. Public information policies and information release authority have to be spelled out in your plan and within the responsibility of a qualified member of your team. Those are just a few indicators and measurements that we think leaders can look at to understand the effectiveness of their crisis management program, framework, and plans. So that's a little bit of the content that's in our ultimate guide to crisis management. Uh, it's uh, stretching to about 13, 14,000 words at this point, and it goes on to reference a number of other articles that I think you'll find valuable and interesting as you seek to learn more about crisis management. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well.